0: Medical people refer to the practice as FGC for two reasons. A. FGC is shorter and easier to say than female genital cutting. And B. It's a little easier to talk about. And as Dr. Ivona Percek discovered, talking about it is the critical first step. To this day, female genital cutting is performed routinely on millions of women worldwide. The practice involves genitalia, child abuse, and the oppression of women and the poor, none of which makes for pleasant conversation. But the conversation is getting easier, thanks to the work of Dr. Percek, a plastic surgeon at Penn Medicine. Dr. Percek recently developed a surgical technique to undo the physical damage caused by FGC. But before she could even begin, she realized she would have to unlock a few deep emotional chambers. This is The Difference Makers, a podcast about the human spirit, from Penn Medicine. So, what is FGC exactly? This is the hard part. The details are quite disturbing, so much so that we will not attempt to recount them here. Suffice it to say that, unpleasant as it may be to hear about, female genital cutting is far more unpleasant to live through and girls, particularly young girls in rural communities, undergo this excruciating procedure in more than 30 countries around the world, including, shockingly, the US. Cutting offers no medical benefits. It causes a wide range of problems, in fact. The surgery is usually done by an unlicensed village cutter, so infections are a constant threat. Occasionally, a young patient will bleed to death But most get through it, and most suffer a lifetime of complications like vaginal infections, ovarian cysts, painful urination, and more to the point, painful intercourse. This is the real driving force behind FGC. To eliminate the pleasure of sex for the woman so that she's more or less guaranteed not to cheat on her husband. It is not about health. It is not about religion. It's about control same as it was 3,000 years ago when the practice first started. Today, more than 150 million women worldwide have undergone the procedure. And, as astounding as this may sound, many have done so voluntarily. It's really encouraged by the women, said Dr. Perchek. Mothers don't want to have their daughters not be good marriage material. That's why it's so much more common in rural, poverty-stricken areas, because those daughters are not going to have the same opportunities as one who grew up in a city and could be educated and independent. Case in point, Dr. Perchek's first FGC patient. This one patient came to my office asking for help, said Dr. Perchek. I said, with what? And she started describing it to me, and she was in tears. The patient had undergone cutting as a girl, but even after bearing two children, she was still too embarrassed to let her husband see her during the day. They were intimate only at night, only in the dark. She couldn't even bring herself to tell him about her visit to Dr. Perchek. I had no idea how to reconstruct it, Perchek said, but I really felt for her. So, Dr. Perchek did a little research. She had no idea, first of all, that millions of women had undergone this procedure. All the more shocking was the fact that almost nothing had been written about it. There was very little research, very little attention paid to the subject, which struck her as odd given the millions of victims and the fact that the UN had declared it a violation of human rights. Dr. Perchek found a couple of published studies, both from Europe, where the research had been done. They described procedures for repairing certain aspects of the genitalia, but nothing like full reconstruction. She also looked for information on restoring sensation to the sensitive areas. Again, not much to go by. But her experience as a plastic surgeon suggested it might be possible. Once she had learned everything she was likely to learn, she called her patient in. I think I can do this, Perchek told her. I know I can make you look better, I'm not sure I can restore sensation, but if you're willing to give it a shot, I am too. She did have one condition though. If they were to move forward, Dr. Perchek told the patient that her husband would have to be informed and involved in the process. Perchek had seen enough as a plastic surgeon to know the psychological import of body image. She knew how women struggle to come to terms with their bodies, past and future. And as it turned out, Dr. Perchek guessed it's something that would later be proven by research, that FGC carries a high risk of lasting psychological effects, including depression, anxiety disorders, substance abuse, and PTSD. Restoring the body was part of the process, but restoring the mind figured just as prominently. Dr. Perchek insisted on a plan for emotional healing from the start. The patient, she said, was a little bit taken aback, but she agreed and in fact the patient's husband wound up bringing her to the hospital and remaining deeply involved throughout. The procedure went remarkably well to the point where now, in Perchek's words, she's the one running after him. Word spread quickly among the patient's friends and Dr. Perchek couldn't help but be moved by the stories. One patient was raised overseas by a father who detested the practice. So her aunt and mother waited until he was out of town and then took her to get cut. Other families, upon learning that cutting is not available in America, send their daughters home abroad for what's known as vacation cutting. Soon, Dr. Perchek knew more than she ever wanted to know about FGC, and her surgical technique developed accordingly. She uses fat from the belly to add volume and regenerative stem cells where required. And she's devised a technique for restoring amputated parts with tissue from the mouth. She's also published a case series of her first four patients so other surgeons could learn the procedures. And Dr. Perchek is working to establish a center at Penn Medicine for the treatment of women with FGC, where gynecology, reconstructive surgery, and psychological support can be administered together. To me, it's the third aspect that really ties the whole story together, she said. They're going to have some kind of rehab therapy. It can be just a matter of reading books or other innovative therapy. But it's extremely important to the patient's overall recovery. If we can help her become somebody who is basically blossoming, to be able to feel like a woman, have rewarding intimate relations, and actually able to regain her confidence, that to me is a home run. This has been The Difference Makers. A podcast about the human spirit from Pen Medicine. For more stories, go to penmedicine.org/difference makers or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.